All right, we've gone to the bullpen, and we bring on to the mound for the second hour of Sports Talk, Colin Likas, along with me, Scott Beatty. Thank you for being with us. We are carrying you till 6 o'clock. Coming up, a couple of large men trying to do very big things. Two Illini offensive linemen and Alex Palcheski and Alex Pilstrom will be here in studio to talk about Lift for Life, the 10th annual edition coming up and the rare diseases they're trying to combat with your support and also talk about how the summer workouts and what have you are going on so glad to be here with you too colin Likas. thanks for stepping in and now i'm going to turn on your mic because usually the co-host sits over there but that's all right you I, can sit there i really like sitting on this side of the room i i don't know why i always have i guess i want you to see my left side instead of my right side i don't know <laughs> but doing well thank you for uh, having me on uh, good good day to be on because we actually as far as summer days go had quite a bit going on today and in the last few days so good timing yeah uh obviously uh, for uh, most folks know but you cover the uh, prep scene here in town along with all the other things that get thrown your way but yeah football schedules are out so that's a big thing that uh you're diving into yeah so football schedules the official finalized more or less versions Came out today. Uh, you could find most of those schedules on Max Preps before today if you really wanted to, but they aren't always correct, as I found out uh, this morning. Yeah, 36 area programs uh, to start the season. Um, there are a couple holes still to fill, specifically with eight-man football. Um, there was a team that dropped out, and now three of our four eight-man teams have to find a new opponent because of that. But other than that, schedules are finalized. Uh, one good piece of news, certainly, is that Urbana football has a schedule, a uh, varsity schedule. Um, they did not play eight of their nine varsity games last year, played their opener against Centennial. It went very poorly for them. Uh, they were very undermanned, a lot of really young athletes who potentially could get hurt playing the varsity game as early as they did, so they decided to go JV only. Had a good talk yesterday with Urbana's second-year coach, Edmund Jones, who, in his words, said it would be a catastrophe if they did not finish this upcoming varsity season. So he's really looking forward to seeing the Tigers on the field for at least nine games, and uh, maybe they'll surprise and pick up some wins. I know there was a, a question I had coming into it, and for one reason is we're planning to actually carry some high school games, mm-hmm. actually eight of them this year. Yep. High School Game of the Week on our sister station, Light Rock 97.5. And I know you'll be involved with some of that coverage as Mm -hmm. your schedule allows. Um, And uh, the only reason we're not doing the full nine-week schedules because Illinois football plays on a Friday night, so that'll take up one of them. But other than that, we're going to put eight games on the air. And I don't know that that's been done Mm -hmm. on our sister station in in uh, certainly not since I've been here. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it'd be cool as we continue to expand our preps coverage. Yeah. It's uh, didn't mean to cut you off there, Scott, but yeah, it's, it's pretty cool because uh, you know, preps coverage statewide nationally, it, it's, it's kind of dropping off for the most part just because manpower is short 
Uh, and, you know, that's something that doesn't draw as many eyes usually compared to your college game or your professional game, especially depending on what city you live in. So I think it is really cool that we're able to bring this back. And we've uh, looked at the, the initial list that was put out for the games that we will plan to be broadcasting. We've got a good variety of uh, games. I know Urbana and Champagne Central was one of them that was planned. That was one I kind of had some concerns about just because, like I just mentioned, Urbana didn't have a season last year essentially, but sounds like they're going to try to get through this. This one so that's good to hear uh, centennial football is certainly going to be a team to watch this year so i'm sure we'll have them on the air at least once uh, they qualified for the playoffs just last year and uh, won a playoff game as a number 14 seed with basically a walk-off touchdown so that was uh, really cool and the chargers are hoping to build off that momentum Mohamed Seymour is another team we certainly would have to uh, look out for and hope to get on the airwaves. Uh, they, they won their first 11 games last year, made it to the Class 5A quarterfinals, and uh, lost to Morton. And guess who they get to open this season against? Morton at home. So mm-hmm. uh, immediately try and get their revenge. And uh, you know John Adkins is going to have his team fired up. You've talked to John before. He's uh, obviously a very fiery and motivational coach. <laughs> I'm sure the Bulldogs are going to be ready for that opener and so many other teams that we're going to – broadcast on here arthur lovington atwood hammond i think is one and obviously is not especially close to champagne it's a good 45 50 minute drive to get down there but uh, illinois verbal commit caden fagan is uh, is part of that program and certainly somebody who's going to be uh, interesting to watch and hear about so those are uh, some of the preps. That's, that's Colin Likas, everybody. No notes. No notes. I have a computer. It. Well, I know, but you weren't. You were rattling that off. Yes. It's all in your head. I, I have a problem. <laughs> You're in the right field. I uh, guess. That's, that's for sure. I guess. All right, when we come back, uh, they are here in studio. Alex Palcheski, Alex Pilstrom. going to talk about Lift for Life, uh, summer workouts, and more. We'll check in with them. Looking forward to it. Coming at you right after this. It's Sports Talk here on this Thursday. I'm Scott Beatty along with Colin Likas. Tomorrow is the 10th annual Lift for Life from the Illinois chapter of Uplifting Athletes. Raising money for rare disease. Two of the guys that are key in that are Illini offensive lineman Alex Palcheski and Alex Pilstrom. They are here in studio with us. Gentlemen, so glad to have you with us. I can't even, I don't know how to do this. If I say Alex, great to have you because <laughs> both of you would then, if I say AP. It doesn't work. All right, so all I know, bring that microphone up on you, get you uh, so that we can hear you well. But I, I know you go by Palcho. Palcho, exactly. So for, is that all right? What's, what's pill for pill. me? So. Pill, all right. Easy. Nice. All right, so we'll start. Palcho and pill. Great to have you with us. Um, I want to hear more about Lift for Life because uh, this is a really cool thing. But just first off, how's the summer going? It's going awesome. You know, uh, the workouts are going great. Coach Tank and the staff is getting us right. But it's just been a great time uh, getting along with all the boys on the team. What is unique uh, about Tank Wright's approach? Um, because most guys extol the virtues of their strength coach, right? But, I mean, you've been through a few of them now going into season number six for you yeah <laughs> i mean the one thing is just how much he cares you know uh i probably like me and pillow we usually get there very early in the morning to get ready and all that but his, him and his staff are always there before we get there they're there after we leave and whatever we need we can ask them for it or if we need like help they'll always help us out no matter what and the one thing is that he's always learning he's reading books and it's not kind of that old 
strength coach philosophy, just lift more and you'll get strong. No, it's all about mobility and stability and actually having functional strength. But, I mean, he's doing a great job. And, Pill, if I may, (laughs) (laughs) how much – I'm curious how much do you – especially as an offensive lineman, do you love the grind? The buildup is all towards August 27th, but this is a year-round thing. You get 12 games, you want 13, 14, and 15, I get it, but you only get 12 games guaranteed. So there's a lot of time where you're not, quote, competing. How much do you love that non-competitive time and just the grind that comes with football? Yeah, you have to be in there every single day. Like, you know, everybody in the country is getting better every single day, and you kind of have to love that grind. Uh, I think for Tank especially, he kind of, like, sees your deficiencies and he'll tell you your deficiencies in order to – you know you have to get better at what you need to do. And I think kind of just knowing that in order to be the best, you you always have to try to be the best because – Everyone's working. Like, everybody has the mandatory workouts. You just have to come in and, like, do your own stuff and do your own grind. So I think that's just the most, most important. For both of you guys, either one of you can start off. I know college football coaching staffs tend to have a lot of characters on them usually. I feel like your offensive line coach, though, Bart Miller, is probably one of the, the bigger characters on this team. It just seems like he has brought so much to this position group you know I'm seeing pictures on Twitter of guys posing with pancakes I mean it just seems like it would be a lot of fun to work under him what has it been like working under coach Bart Miller yeah absolutely he came in uh last year and he I when he first called me I absolutely uh, fell in love with him like he he kind of installed that nastiness and basically his philosophy is we're going to be the nastiest line in the country and you're either are you aren't like that's his thing so I think that's just Really important to keep listening to him and kind of just do what he says because he's, he's very good and he knows what he's talking about. And I think kind of going back and just seeing how much I've changed the last two years, especially with my transition from tight end to O-line, like just the mindset of it, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, the one thing that, I mean, he recruited me a little bit in high school, but mm. the one thing I just, that I just love about him is that he instills pride in playing offensive mm. line. You know, like it's the only position in all of sports where your job is to pre- protect another person. Uh, but I mean, just the ideas that he instills in us every day, just working hard and being the best version of yourself. I mean, we have a quote up on our uh, old line room. It's from Thucydides, an old, uh, <laughs> an old Greek philosopher, I think he was. <laughs> but it was uh, essentially goes: each man is the same, but he who attends a severe school is the best. So essentially, he who works the hardest, who grinds the hardest, ends up being the best player. But it just the work ethic he's he instills in us i mean i just love him as a coach and speaking of coaches have a new offensive coordinator here how have you guys like what you're seeing from the rest of this offense during during the off season so far i mean i absolutely love it uh coach lani he he has a plan no matter what everything is just straight line it's not kind of going left and right he knows exactly what he's doing he explains it to us why and he's just using the best of our weapons isaiah williams chase brown using using expanding the whole field I just truly, I, th- I, I think he's a great offensive coordinator. And like I said, I see, uh, you know, it kind of like he kind of made it similar to what we had last year. It's mm-hmm. obviously not the same playbook, but obviously it, the technique's not going to change that much from like inside zone, outside zone. So I think he did a great job of kind of seeing what we knew and kind of just explain it in his own terms and kind of transition us from the old offense to this offense. So as veterans, do you speak into it all? What what you're doing on offense, the playbook, what you might do. Uh, is that all kind of from the coaches? They design it, they tell you what to do, and let's go. I think 
I think somewhat. Uh, I think he asks us sometimes if we like this call or what do we think we should call this call. And I think we definitely have an input with it. But I most of the time I, I trust what he's doing. He, he gets paid, you know, to do what he knows. Uh, so, but it's it's good to like have the feedback from mm-hmm. them to be like, what do you think about this? Uh, what do you think we could call this? And I think that's just really important to have that connection between the players and the coaches. That voice you just heard, Alex Pilstrom. We're also here with Alex Palcheski, both offensive linemen. Uh, Alex Pilstrom, Pill, uh, I loved your story. 2017 as a walk-on. And now, I don't know if you can confirm or deny, but projected by some to be the starting center. So that journey, when you came in to Illinois as a walk-on, is this what you imagined? Maybe not because you weren't always in the offensive line room. No, absolutely not. Uh, 80 pounds ago, I'll, I'll say the number. <laughs> I, I'm uncomfortable with it now. Uh, 80 pounds ago, I was just trying to be on special teams. I think that was the most important thing to me. Uh, my dad played at Minnesota. He was a D-tackle. For, for me, I just wanted to play in the Big Ten. And just coming here, I just wanted to make, make my mark and kind of have my own brand. But never would have thought like my journey would be this right here. And I'm I'm happy to continue it. Uh, I'm excited to see where it goes this year. So, are you fine with tight end and special teams being in the rearview mirror? Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's with that transition, it was tough at first because I mean, I'll say right now, my body was aching, uh, joints weren't used to it, and I think finally this year it's kind of being put all together and kind of I've embraced that mindset with offensive line. Uh, not that I didn't last year, but I just just think like. Especially Palcho come back, it's important for I, I see his leadership and I see how like Doug Kramer, Bedarian Lowe, and I kind of want to be like that. So I kind of embrace that, and it's just important for me to be like these guys because obviously he's got the most starts. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be in history now. So uh, I mean, he just instills confidence in me every day. So you mentioned joints aching, Palcho. Uh, I'm wondering about how you're feeling these days, given that you haven't had this kind of off season a quote normal off season in a while yeah I mean it's been two years now uh <laughs> it was one of the main reasons I wanted to come back because I just like coach tanking the staff that much but it's just truly getting a full off season around this coaching staff you know last year I was obviously here but I was rehabbing five six hours a day you know mm-hmm. different de- de- doing stuff like that so I couldn't really I couldn't do drills I couldn't do full workouts with the team now fully being a hundred percent in with the team it just it's truly special to me and that was what, what that was a big reason why I wanted to come back and another reason, <laughs> funny story, uh, the summer before we got here in freshman year, we lived at Brownlee Hall. Me and Pill lived together. So an, a small reason why I came back was we started here together and we get to finish together mm-hmm. also. Six years is is not as unique as it used to be, <laughs> but it's still fairly unique. Well, guys, my full-time beat here is uh, high school sports, so obviously want to ask you guys about some new guys on this roster. Uh, Paltrow, starting with you, uh, Clayton Leonard, uh, Iroquois West, which is just about 40, 45 minutes north of here. How's he looked on the offensive line so far? He's looking great. Uh, the one, I mean, he's just a grinder. He's super strong also. Uh, I mean, he's just he's just absorbing everything. You know, with all these new guys, it's, a, it's Big Ten football. It's not high school football anymore, so they just don't really know which way to go, how to work, what to eat, just how to live. And that's the one thing that they're doing a great job is just absorbing everything that we're telling them, just being around us and just kind of learning how to work, how to how to party, what, all that stuff. <laughs> just how, how to be an offensive lineman at the University of Illinois. 
And then, Bill, I know he's not your position group, but you guys work with the running backs relatively closely. Aiden Lawford is a Gibson City guy. What have you seen from him that makes him stand out? Lightning in a bottle. That's all <laughs> i got to say. That kid is one of the fastest kids I've ever seen. Uh, I might have to ask for the mechanics to wonder how I can go that fast, even though I don't think I'm going to go. But uh, I think he's came in in the spring. He did some impressive things in the spring. Uh, pleasure blocking for him. He he really understands what we're doing and how he can make these cuts. Uh, but, I mean, just unbelievable speed. And I'm excited for him to contribute because I really think he can this year. Talking with Alex Pilstrom and Alex Palcheski here on Sports Talk. Now, tomorrow is the 10th annual lift for life and it's uh it was started back in 2012 here and you guys are both involved on this and this is all to support uh helping combat i was about to say supporting rare disease we don't need to support rare diseases we need to support combating rare diseases so uh and of course you guys are raising money along with us but how does this all work? I'll start with you, Palcho, because there's uh, different teams that you guys have assembled with this event. Yeah, so there's we drafted 10 different teams. We had a whole snake draft, all that. We're just all going to compete against each other, but it's the main thing is just to be able to raise money, and the whole thing behind Uplifting Athletes is their organization, but Live for Life is to help raise money for rare disease research because a lot of these rare diseases, they're not, it doesn't affect a lot of people, but still they don't get this funding. To, to help find these uh the uh the cures like there's over, over seven thousand rare diseases almost one in ten americans have them and there's only five percent of them that have fda cures they're just not a well-funded part of pro- it's a problem that's not well funded uh so just something be what being able to w- raise awareness to that and just help them out and uh alex pilstrom maybe you can fill me in here because uh, if i go to pledgeit.org and uh, then uh, for uh, illinois football lift for life that's where the team page is so there's 10 teams here and you know you have a team so there's team pilstrom there's also team palcheski and it says here that uh you have an estimated amount raised uh with 315 dollars and alex palcheski has an estimated amount raised of 200 dollars. does that mean you're the better fundraiser uh what, uh, what have you done here i think to- i can market a little bit better than him so i think that's the most important thing but there's still there's still a long way to, uh two or three days to go so i gotta keep ahead of him there's also it says per rep 22 dollars and 50 cents so what does that mean so initially it started with just bench press um per rep uh that's from how much people would donate but we kind of liked our own spin on it we did it last year and we we kind of liked the format that tank had for it so we decided to keep it. Um, me, I'll, I'll say, me and Caleb Griffin, the kicker, uh, we went to Philadelphia in February to kind of this uplifting athletes uh, event, and it was a draft for to see where our money's gone to, and kind of hmm. it's gone to uh, researchers. So it was kind of cool. They held up their own jerseys and got the money they needed to research the Raiders' diseases. So definitely cool to see. Uh, but we talked with our coordinators there at Uplifting Athletes and. They love the format too, so I, I think just it, we just want to add a different spin on it. It's usually just bench press around the country with like Penn State, Northwestern, but I, I kind of like how we do it. So tomorrow, how does this actually work, Palcho? Because every time you do a bench press, that's money in the bank, so to speak. Something like that, but I mean, everyone they don't have to donate per bench press or anything. They can just give a flat out donation, and it, we're gonna have five events. We still don't know what the events are. It's kind of uh, up in the air, but it, we're gonna have teams versing each other. Just it kind of makes a competitive edge for everyone to see who can raise the most money, who can win, 
we all we have fun with it we can we have different themes that we can dress up in, but just a, a fun time to help raise money for a good cause uh, when folks go to this though they can uh, select which team they want to contribute through right it's all going to the a good cause at the end but is there a reason one might want to contribute to <laughs> team palcho i mean probably the best looking guy on the Illini <laughs> football team <laughs> and, and the most savvy but i mean rocking the stash <laughs> exactly <laughs> but i mean to whoever you can donate it's just kind of bragging rights for us but no matter what it, the money goes to a good cause and at the, at, at the end of the day that's all that matters uh, Caleb Griffin, Michael Marques, Keith Randolph, Sidney Brown, uh, Team, oh, help me out, Team Martin, uh, Quan Martin, Quan of course, Martin, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex Bilstrom, uh, Art Sidkowski, Alex Palcheski, Chase Brown, and Tariq Barnes all have teams, so pick your favorite. Uh, you talk about the competitive nature of this. I need to know who are your guys' first draft picks and why also. Ooh, I thought <laughs> you were going to ask who we're competing against because <laughs> our teams are actually against each other for all what right, we know all right, right now, so – uh, my first pick was Calvin Avery. I, hmm. I needed the bench press. I needed the strength. Uh, so I just I had to pick him real, real quick. So I had a middle, uh, like sixth or seventh pick. Yeah. I took him maybe a sleeper pick, but guy has been super impressive in all uh, workouts. New freshman, Gabe Jackis. Hmm. Freshman? Wow. Freshman gets the guy, first pick. Guy, wow. Guy's been an animal. Wow. Offensive, draft, uh, right, outside draft, linebacker. Yeah. Draft board was crazy when he picked it. So <laughs> Amongst the O-linemen, Who's got the the biggest max bench press? And it, or is that a known thing? Do you care? I mean, <laughs> there's a known thing. I would assume, we don't max that much, but I would assume probably the strongest bench press, probably Jordan Slaughter. Now, would that also translate into somebody who could do give you the highest reps? I, I wouldn't say so. Uh, definitely, uh, endurance versus pure power. It's it's kind of kind of different and you see those guys i think slaughter's good at both but i, I think guys like hunter white Nike, uh i mean he came in he i think he did 25 like first rip and he hasn't had a college workout yet so i think that's super impressive too so actually all this weightlifting again it's going to combat rare diseases and you can find it at pledgeit.org slash four that's f-o-r slash illinois football lift for life you can also go to fightingillini.com and uh, there's there's a, a link right there through the illinois football page um, and both you guys, I'm sure, are putting it out on, on social media. But all this ultimately translates to what you want to be able to do on the football field in a tight game, in the fourth quarter, in a Big Ten battle, right? Uh, how much um, – what are you feeling late in a ball game physically in terms of fatigue? How much are you trying to press through? Or do you Do you get well beyond that in your training so that, you know, the, the game is less than – practice so to speak yeah so that's the one thing that i always try to kind of um emphasize during summer workouts is we want to make this stuff as hard as possible right now and during the practice week so that the games are easy because if you if you go to the game and that's as hard as you've worked the entire week you've already lost but by being able to have these monster workouts that just really get us yoked but also conditioned it's it, it helps us set it sets us up for success later on in the season do you need to be I think everybody has experienced they go to the gym or, or do something physically they haven't done in a while. The next day they're sore, right? Do you need to be sore through this whole period in the off season? Do you, does your body need to be in that state? Is that the sign that you are progressing? You know, the first week definitely you're, you're probably going to – arms would be a little bit tough to move. Your legs are obviously going to be sore. But I think you kind of get accustomed to it after two to three weeks. I, I mean, 
you definitely feel the biggest thing is nutrition and sleep, which they always preach on. And I don't think you'll feel that sore, but you just know when you're making gains, you see the gains that you have, whether it be either your weight, like physical weight or the weight that you're pushing. So I think that's just the most important thing. The only other thing I can think to ask, I, I got to keep asking questions about finding out who's the best at something or who's ranking the top at something. So we mentioned, you know, who maybe who maybe has the max uh, bench press among the O-linemen, but pound for pound, who are, even if it's beyond the O-line, who are some of the strongest guys on this Illinois team right now? So I would say pound for pound on the whole, on the whole uh, Illinois football team, I would say Chase Hayden. Okay. He's he's one of the oh, strongest absolutely. dudes I've ever yeah. seen. You know, we had this event last year. It was uh, we squat under the lights in Memorial, and I forgot how much he put up. But he did like six hundred yeah. something. Wow. It was cra- and it was smooth, easy. <laughs> so I mean, he, I, in my opinion, Chase Brown. It's Ch- oh, Chase Aiden. But watching Josh McCray run last year, I don't want to be on the <laughs> front end of that. I know. I mean, I I like to. I just kind of look around the locker room. I'm sitting in my locker. And to see the guys that we have in that running back room, I am excited. And it, their success will come in large part by your success and vice versa. Exactly. That's the one thing, like, it's going to make it easy for us to block for them. Like, cause it's, it's going to be fun. Because I know if we do our job, then they're, they're working their tails off every single day. And I'm, I'm excited to see. Well, guys, uh, you're doing a really important thing tomorrow. First of all, it's work towards uh, victories that you want this fall, but more importantly, combating rare disease so we appreciate you spending some time is there anything we haven't covered about this or you anything you want to remind folks about with uh, how to get involved with this i think we're good yeah alex palchaski alex pilstrom it'll be here before we know it so keep up the grind all right definitely thank you for having us thank you so much appreciate it very much as well we are back in just a moment see you under construction is a sister company to see you trade services and see you trade services Helps out a lot with CU under construction and vice versa. The experts at CU Trade Services in HVAC, plumbing, or and electric get with the guys and gals in CU under construction to help them with any of the projects they're working on. They have the expertise they need there in one roof. That's the reason that CU under construction doesn't have to do a lot of subcontracting. But if you're not doing a reno or a new addition or anything like that, and you just need the regular service coming from CU Trade Services, that is certainly a good option to go. I can say so myself. They've been in my home. They've helped us out with our HVAC issues when they've come up. And they've got a preventative maintenance plan that you can get on that has you pay a little bit now so you avoid paying a lot later when the emergencies arise. And they're professional. They're courteous. And they are thorough in the way they handle their work. They'd love your vote as well if you're popping by on our website at WDWS.com for the People's Choice. You can do that for tomorrow. They're in the home and garden category. And you can vote every day if you want. So you can vote at least two more times. Check out CU Under Construction and CU Trade Services. CUTradeservices.com. They're also on Facebook. And you can give them a call. Just Google. It's a good way to find them as well. I recommend them to you. CU Trade Services. Hi, it's Len Casper. Tune in tonight for White Sox Baseball here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. (laughs) 
Great to have uh, Alex Palcheski and Alex Pilstrom with us here this last segment on Sports Talk. Scott and Colin carrying you till the top of the hour. Sports Talk again tomorrow. White Sox baseball tonight. They're against the Detroit Tigers. It's a 7-10 first pitch, 6-30 pregame right here on DWS Cubs against the Dodgers. And it'll be uh, Matt Leiter uh, against uh, Gonsolin. Why do they put the just the T? Why do they do that? Why not just put me the whole name? Couldn't fit it. Yeah. It's uh, Mark Leiter. Excuse me, not Mac. I, I, Al Leiter? Ma- uh, yes. <laughs> his, I believe that's his son. I think it is, yeah. Yep. And the uh, Cardinals trying to stave off a sweep tonight in Atlanta. Um we're really done with Illinois athletics. This is the in-between period. A new year starts uh, coming up in the end of August, but yep. some reflection on the Illini year interview coming out soon. Yeah, Josh Whitman trying to make sure we have more things to add to it uh, every passing day before we actually get to publish it with uh, the, the coaching overhaul. But, yeah, uh, Scott Ritchie did much of the heavy lifting on that, as he does every year, but a few of us around the office chipped in as well to try and help out. Uh, I was tasked with uh, finding, tracking down the top Illinois freshmen and the top Illinois uh, athletes who are from our coverage area, who ha- who competed in our coverage area before they became Illinois athletes. And uh, you and I were discussing during the break uh, who should have maybe gotten the softball nod. Uh, Lauren Wiles. See, I, I went with Stevie Mead, and I obviously did not watch nearly as many softball games as you did. So, Well, you're not wrong in picking Stevie <laughs> Mead. And a position player and a good hitter. Uh, Lauren Wiles, though, uh, one thing about her is she really stepped up in, to fill a vacancy along, mm-hmm. uh, along with um, some of the other pitchers after Addie Jarvis missed the whole year sure. being injured. And because Sid Sickles is at least entered the year being considered ace, but they really looked at their staff as a team of aces, sure. and they had a lot of depth up and down. And Lauren Wiles emerged as a is a is a great new addition, mm-hmm. and you know when looking for top area athletes, former area athletes who are now making an impact with the Illini, it's not nearly as many on the rosters as you would think. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of area graduates who go to the U of I but well, don't sure, compete yeah. athletically. Maybe they compete for a club team or something like that, but not you know for one of the the big. NCAA recognized programs Uh, but obviously top in the list had to be John Davis uh, just uh, finally capping his incredibly successful and incredibly long track and field and cross country career uh, after coming out of Oakwood you know I remember I was I wasn't even the preps coordinator when he was in high school I was writing headlines still and I was writing headlines about him winning state titles as a high school kid and he's finally getting out of college he, he could have gone for one more year too couldn't he I mean he could he'd be there forever I think yeah uh, but uh, Julian Pearl football team obviously kid from Danville uh, another Danville athlete Caleb Griffin who just got a shout out from uh, Pill here a few minutes ago uh, Luke Loughman from Urbana is a good wrestler for Illinois. Justin Cardani from Centennial is another good wrestler from Illinois, although those, those two, as far as weights go, cannot be any more opposite. Cardani's a lightweight and Luffman's a heavyweight. Uh, one that might slip under the radar for people, Kenley Nettles, who recently transferred from Iowa. Uh, she was an Arthur graduate who uh, won a few state championships in, in track and field uh, back during her high school days. And I uh, can't forget about uh, Bryce Barnes, who's also a football player, Gibson City, and uh, Kellen Sarver, a uh, baseball player who's Centennial grad, who's a first baseman and a catcher. So uh, even though we don't have a ton of local products who play for the big teams over at Illinois, 
there's still uh, enough to definitely highlight them. Since I uh, covered baseball, uh, uh, adding a couple other local products there, mm-hmm. and Connor Milton, mm-hmm. who's a uh, reserve outfielder, and Zach Hartlib, Dan Hartlib's son. Yep. They're all champagne kids. Uh, you got Creighton Burnett coming over from mm-hmm. uh, St. Joe as well. I always get a kick out of uh, uh, if you talk with coaches because whenever we have really good area athletes that have Division One offers in mm-hmm. whatever sport, um, inevitably somebody says, "Yeah, you know, they're going to go. You know, they're going to go to Illinois." And why isn't Illinois? <laughs> isn't does Illinois know about them? Right. Yes. <laughs> I guarantee you, if there is a Division One capable kid yeah. in this area, they know about them. That doesn't mean they necessarily want them. Sure. Or sometimes they do want them, and kids want to go somewhere else, and sometimes they want them, and the kids want to come here. And this is, the, you know, you, you how often it's, I grew up here. I, I always rooted for Illinois. I, it's my dream school. So uh, it, it just goes a lot of ways. But just like any o- other kid going to college, sometimes they want to go to the school in their backyard sometimes they want to get as far away as possible <laughs> sometimes yeah. they want a, a drive where mom and dad can get to them but you're a little bit away yeah it's one thing i certainly it's a topic i certainly wonder about it as it pertains to somebody we talked about with uh, with palcho during that last segment clayton leonard's younger brother canon leonard recently was recruited or committed to iowa and i don't believe he had an illinois offer he he had some division one offers but i don't think he had an illinois offer so i kind of wonder what that dynamic was like there um certainly uh, an interesting topic uh, imagine one that was discussed in the leonard household before clayton went off to start his college career yep you, you got the marquise uh mm-hmm. twins too illinois iowa uh, illinois volleyball has a player where her sister plays for wisconsin now she's from the suburbs not here immediately but the point stands you know sure. uh turns out kids are their own individuals yes too. they are and that's <laughs> a good thing and one more area athlete we should shout out uh, uh, Meredith Johnson Monfort, women's soccer player out of Muhammad. L- really interesting story with her. Uh, you know, she she had a surgery late last year to have part of her one of her lungs removed because she she had an issue she was dealing with a fungal infection. That was a story that I believe Anthony Zillis told for for us uh, earlier this year. So the fact that she actually got in a, a few matches. Uh, during this most recent season while dealing with this severe fungal infection that she's been battling for quite a long time, it sounded like. Uh, pretty impressive for the Muhammad grad, even though she wasn't you know, leading the team in points or anything like that. We'll wrap up this hour of Sports Talk in a moment. All right, that means we're into the stretch here towards the finish line of Sports Talk. And, uh, Colin, really appreciate you sitting in. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to join you and uh, talk some Illinois football and just prep football, a lot of football. Before uh, before long, you'll be super busy again instead of just normal busy. So mm-hmm. like to take advantage of you this summer when we can. <laughs> yes, I understand. And uh, throwing in one more bit of news before we go, former Illini Rajiv Ram suffered a crushing loss in his Wimbledon men's doubles semifinal today. They won the first two sets, then lost the next three, including an 11-9 tiebreaker in the third. That sounds like a, a tough one, but making the semifinal at Wimbledon is pretty cool. I would I would be curious to know where he sort of stacks up in the minds of uh, tennis people hmm. as one of the best doubles players. Really good doubles he's player. he's really established a career uh, as that. Mm-hmm. Our thanks to Lauren Tate, Anthony Heron, Alex Palcheski, Alex Pilstrom, and Colin Likas. I'm Scott Beatty. We're back tomorrow for a Funky Friday finish. 
from 4 to 6. White Sox coming up at 6.30 on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana.